right, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Wellbeing Wednesdays. I am your host, Courtney Weaver. I am the director over at WellWVU here at West Virginia University. And today my guest is CJ Belknap, who is an assistant director over in Adventure West Virginia. So CJ, welcome. And how about you introduce yourself and just explain your role here at the university? Sure. So yeah, the name's CJ Belknap. I am uh, very proud to say this, but I'm from West Virginia. Uh, kind of, I guess I'm a townie now too. I've been in Morgantown since 2005. Um, from center part of the state. So as, as deep in the West Virginia as you can get, uh, Braxton County, Burnsville area. Uh, but I've been with the university in both an undergrad and graduate role, got both degrees here, and then Kind of going on like a 10-year stint with Adventure, uh, I've had a, a couple different roles. I was program manager first in charge of logistics, program coordinator in charge of OEC, Outdoor Education Center Programming. And then most recently, since 2015, I've been the assistant director for the department, primarily uh, under my purview is the Outdoor Education Center. So been at the university for a while, uh, big homer, think Westing is great, think WVU is great, and think what we do as a university is outstanding. All right. Well, welcome. We appreciate you uh, taking the time. Uh, like the past couple episodes, we're both recording from the comfort of our own homes because we're practicing social distancing and being responsible citizens following those very crucial public health guidelines. So we encourage all of our listeners, all four of you, um, to make sure that you are doing the same. Uh, so, but today we're going to talk about challenge and facilitation, which is a passion of CJ's. So CJ, how do you define challenge and facilitation in the adventure program here? Yeah, so uh, it's kind of a core tenet of a lot of the programming we do with Adventure West Virginia. And one thing I want to get out and, and, and kind of define is it's not just physical challenge. I think what we do is hard, um, whether you're doing backpacking programs in New Zealand, Dolly Sods, whatever, like putting 40 pounds on your back and they expected to kind of truck across a really rugged train. That's hard, right? So there's challenge in that. But I think from our facilitation and some one of our, our philosophical sort of route, uh, rooted uh, principles is this idea of challenge both mentally, physically, ooh, I, I guess maybe spiritually. I don't know if you'll be able to get into that, but the idea that challenge can kind of propagate itself into like a lot of really good self-development if it's facilitated. Challenge for challenge sake, I think is fantastic. I think, you know, from a, from a own personal development standpoint, an individual stands to actually grow a lot if they are putting themselves in challenging environments. But uh, from the role of challenge and facilitation in and of itself, um, I think Adventure West Virginia does a good job of creating challenging environments in safe places. And I know that's a little bit of a trigger word for folks. I want to define what I mean by safe place. It's not the idea that we're going to be, you know, you know, uh, sharing folks like, yes, you're great and all that type of stuff. It's more or less stripping down the fact that we accept people for who they are and that the environment in and of itself is going to be open for discussion and dialogue. And the challenge is going to be not only the activity in and of itself, but the processing that we do afterwards. I think the, 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 the true value in all that is it not only allows individuals to be challenged with their own sort of mental mapping, like what they believe to be true, because it's really good to be kind of in, to engage in dialogue to where you have to, you know, listen to someone else's point of view and not necessarily be driven on the fact that you're trying to, you know, actively take apart their, 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 their points, but you're listening and trying to employ empathy and really understand where they're coming from, but also the physical challenge part to where you're putting yourself in a position where you're outside your comfort zone and the challenge in and of itself, when you're outside your comfort zone, like your brain is being put in such a different environment and you're, you're in a physical space that you may, maybe have never been before and you have to cope 
right? And if you cope and you do a good job with cope or you learn how to cope, I think that propagates itself into like some really good tangible benefits for the self and the group because then you really learn how to be resilient. And from resiliency, I think that's a core tenet for just well-being in and of itself. Like case in point right now, there's a lot of folks that are outside their comfort zones for, for a lot of different reasons, but they have really good coping mechanisms and know how to cope and how to explore resources and how to take care of themselves and then knowing the benefits of what it looks like to like be an advocate for themselves and also be an advocate for others and explore empathy. I think overall, like the, the tangible benefit of being put in challenging environments, but it facilitated as well, just helps us be better individuals, be more mindful of who we are and really have a better scope of emotional intelligence and be able to like personally regulate what we're going through and make really good decisions. Okay. So uh, a couple of weeks, well, actually not a couple of weeks ago, the first episode of this podcast, uh, Marion was our guest and she's the director over at Adventure West Virginia. And she talked about how participating in the adventure program uh, really can help a student feel a sense of belonging. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. that can be detrimental because they put the, that feeling of belonging above other health needs. Uh, and then we talked about cheer on Netflix. Um, so when we think about belonging in a way that is a little bit more balanced um, in the way that we would like it to be, uh, what beyond that, what are the other well-being benefits to participating in your adventure programs? Uh, so I can speak a little bit from our outdoor education center side of things. I think our first year trips are programs that are five, six, seven days long, and they incorporate a lot of different outdoor activities. But from the outdoor education center side, it's a little bit more of a single day type of event. So kind of looking at it from a, a side of things about challenge and, and the, the programming that we do in, in the well-being aspect, I think first and foremost, when we look at a group, so if we have a, a group or or program coming up to do an orientation, those individuals have a shared experience. So from top to bottom, I think the whole idea is like they have a shared experience, a group experience that they can reflect back on. And the certain sequences that we have, like we don't start with the hardest activity first. What we do is sort of create buy-in and create a sense of like, well, there's this adventure wave, right? We want to match skills and abilities with the challenge at hand. So a lot of the initial challenges that we have before we get into some of the harder courses, whether it be high elements or, or, or what have you, is kind of facilitating the challenge of social connectivity and be able to, to challenge the, uh, the, the idea of being able to open up and connect with other individuals and sort of set the norms of what it's like to connect and communicate while they're on site. So I think throughout a day, whether it's a half-day position or a full-day program at the Outdoor Education Center, from a well-being perspective, it's kind of allowing folks to kind of feel the, the, the connectivity piece, but also explore the different ways that they can actually cope as an individual with their new community, with who they are, and the resources that are at their fingertips. And a lot of times, it's this idea of self uh, mediation of like what, what's your environment right now and what resources are available to you and being able to have that previous experience, really good experiential education is being able to reflect on previous experiences, kind of diet, diagnose what went well, what did not go well, and then be able to like apply that to a new novel environment. So the challenge course is very novel in itself, right? Like not everyone has a 40 foot tower in their backyard, nor do they get together and do these activities. So again, the novel challenging environment puts us in a position to where we're probably more aware of our surroundings, more aware of ourselves, and more aware of the group. And that is a great checkpoint. I kind of use a video game perspective, right? But the old Mario games, I used to get really frustrated as a kid when you didn't have a checkpoint. But now there's a checkpoint, you have a progress capture. And I think what we're doing is kind of creating a little bit of a progress capture. So we're through discussion or shared experiences or reliving something that's similar, people can rely back on that. It's like, oh no, I can do this. I, I, I went through something similar. 
I was presented with a challenge. I was able to mediate that challenge. I was able to like mindfully and sort of uh, uh, through, through, the, through, through my uh, learned abilities be able to mediate what's in front of me and then be able to make a really good choice or make a decision so I can explore more resources based out of that. So again, I know what we do at the Outdoor Education Center isn't necessarily the, the end-all be-all. It's more like an incremental push, but hopefully it allows folks to be more reflective and be able to kind of rely on their own individual sort of um, characteristics that make them really strong individuals. So you mentioned that in the beginning of whatever length of session that folks are participating in, that they do maybe some exercises that promote social connectivity. Could you walk us through like a simple exercise that they might engage with? Absolutely. So we, it, it, a lot of times folks are going to show us those activities. Well, the activities in and of themselves are, and I'm not exposing any trade secrets here, but they're kind of arbitrary. It's <laughs> all about what we're trying to do, what the end point is, and we reverse engineer it. So it's, Case in point, if we're trying to do a program that's really strong on social connectivity, we know that we have around 30 minutes to 45 minutes of initial activities to set the norms and expectation of what the program is, help build skill that leads into harder activities, and really get a chance to kind of get group buy-in. So what we do is follow the adventure wave and this idea of flow theory uh, to kind of put those things together to kind of put a package together in the first 30 to 40 minutes. So there's this activity called What's the Point? It's my favorite activity but it's an activity where you're trying to like really just grab someone else's finger. So it sounds absurd, but you're trying to catch someone's a stranger's finger while your finger's not trying to be caught. And it's all based off the facilitator's tone delivery repetition. And a lot of times we set them up for not failure, but to like just be aware of like the absurdity of the situation. And what that does is break down the barriers. Like, all right, we don't need to take ourselves super serious. This is an environment that was going to encourage you all feeling a little uncomfortable and going with it. But as a facilitator, I'm going to be part of this process. And what we're doing is more or less showing them that this is going to be a shared experience. And through a metaphorical sort of connection is being able to say, like, with the activities, what's the point? The activity is arbitrary, but what, why are we here? Like, what is the point of us being here right now? So taking that shared experience of trying to grab fingers it's this idea of us trying to make connections as best we can. Sometimes we grab a hold and that's great. And sometimes we don't, uh, but it's okay because we're going to continue to try to keep grabbing and trying to make progress. Mm -hmm. So taking that as, as the metaphorical driver, we'll get into other activities uh, such as like a jump in, jump out, which is again, very reliant on the facilitator and their tone and their cadence, but we give commands. And the idea is once we sort of link together in a circle with a group, the facilitator gives commands based off the, 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 the situation. So they have to say what we say and have to do what we say. And sometimes they have to do the opposite of what we say and do the, and, and say the same, but do the opposite. So it's like a different sort of realm of it. But again, it's allowing this idea of, you know, okay, it's okay to have fun. It's okay to be yourself. And the individual can kind of choose, choose their own level in. So if they're kind of just wanting to move around and not say anything they can, but they're allowing them to have like a shared group experience, which then allows us to get into another activity uh, that's maybe more uh, communicative being able to share more about ourselves. So it's a very incremental push into some of that, being able to start with like, what's the point, a jump in, jump out, which is more physically activity, a more physical activity, but based off the side that you're going to mess up and then getting into maybe a more of a sharing activity, like commonalities, like what do we have in common as an entire group that make us unique? And then from there, it gets us really prepared to do low ropes, which is problem solving and communication. We've had all these fundamental skills now created for us. We've had a, that initial challenge of knowing now it's okay to be in this like, I know how to mediate this environment now. I feel more comfortable. I feel comfortable uh, working with the facilitator. I feel comfortable knowing that I'm going to have to like somehow self-regulate and self-mediate the environment, but I can be reliant on my uh, fellow peers here in this environment to make it work.
Right. I, I, I participated in, well, I just call it ropes courses, which is probably not, this is a generic term. Um, but I always say that like the low ropes courses are always my favorite part because I, I love a puzzle uh, and high ropes makes me really nervous. So <laughs> I appreciate your comments on low ropes courses. Absolutely. So you know, Adventure West Virginia is largely known, um, or one of the big components of that program is the first year trips program, but you're from the Outdoor Education Center. So if a student wants to get involved with the OEC, how do they do that? Absolutely. So the, to get involved, we have a couple ways in. Um, it, right now where we are going through a website redesign, it's going to look a little different right now, but on the Adventure West Virginia jobs page, there's a good outline of both the challenge course facilitation and we also have the zipline canopy tour which is a little different than what we're talking about. It's a little bit more of a recreational activity, but still follows the same core or tenant and the sort of philosophical progression of, you know, being able to start in an environment to, that kind of propagates, you know, accessibility and then ramps it up a little bit. So it's still the same idea that you're facilitating and guiding an experience for individuals, part of a, uh, a process. So we've we kind of been talking about the individual side of the benefits of challenge, but from, from our perspective, the individual from an employee side, the guide perspective, we, I mean, every single one of our employees is required to go through a 40 to 60 hour skills training, even before they're even considered to work for us. Uh, and the great thing about it is our positions, although they're very technically laden, you have to know to do high angle rescues. We teach individuals how to do uh, lowers off certain elements. It also has a great deal to do with group facilitation, risk management, making decisions, reading a group, asking prominent questions, understanding experiential flow, group dynamics, uh, an individual who is in all walks of the university life, whether regardless if they're a nurse, engineer, or whatever, like they're going to learn skills that really prepare them for the next professional step. And the way they can get involved is being able to take one of our semester classes. We do teach two semester classes, one challenge course specific, one camp tour specific. And then we offer week long trainings in the, after the spring semester is concluded as well, that are specific to more of the technical facilitation, not so much of the, group to group of person to person facilitation side of things, the experiential uh, uh, philosophies and, and, and foundations. So there's a lot of ways in. Uh, some individuals also take a route where they become more involved with first year trips and then get cross-trained, which is fantastic. First year trips by far, I think is, and we're to our own horn real quick, but I think a great national standard for what it's like to actually be trained and be a qualified entry level facilitator, God, what have you in our field. But also it has all kinds of different sort of principles that really relate to any type of discipline across the entire university spectrum. Great. All right. So uh, on this podcast, what we like to do is we kind of like to have a pop culture moment, but I think reflecting on it now, we haven't actually talked too much about pop culture in every episode, uh, but what we really tend to do is more of a snapshot of well-being at the current time. And for the past couple of weeks, you know, it's been really focused on the COVID-19 pandemic and, and all the changes that have happened, I mean, at the institution, but also just in larger society. Um, so a lot of the programs that you've described obviously are facilitated in person and at the Outdoor Education Center. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously not happening right now. Um, so what is Adventure West Virginia doing now during this pandemic and how are you staying connected to students? 
Right. So uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Trisha Chan, uh, John Green, and Marion Holmes. They're all colleagues of mine, but they've actually done a fantastic job doing some social media development to allow us to stay connected. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's not necessarily a peer-to-peer connectivity. It can be, I think, especially if folks are connected to the pictures and the video content we're putting out there, but they've done a great job. And that was like one of the first things we jumped on board was like, this is going to be a little bit of a new normal for us. What can we do right now? What can we mobilize into and do really good? And they took it and we, I think daily now do Instagram stories. I am not hip, nor am I with it. So I don't really know exactly what's the, uh, what Instagram does or anything like that, but I know it's fantastic. And they've been putting a lot of good effort in and emphasis into that. So I definitely want to give them kudos for like just the coordination and the thought process and the creativity. Uh, the next stage though, is as we learn more about the long-term impacts, these public health uh, announcements and, and uh, suggestions are in Adventure West Virginia. I think the, the one of the core strengths we have as a department is how quickly we can pivot and be able to dedicate resources to be able to engage our community. So, our prime community right now is the incoming freshman class and the university as a whole. So we've been putting a lot of strong emphasis and a lot of resources into online program development. So a lot of stuff we do at the OEC, we can't do it in person, but we can facilitate a pretty good environment with Zoom or another online environment where it can be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 people, whatever. They're still going through that initial progression that I spoke of just a little bit ago. The, what's the point? Not necessarily jump in, jump out, but like I said, those activities in and of themselves are all at the whim of the facilitator and how they are bent to be able to address the needs of the group. So a lot of the needs that we'll have is the connectivity and the social connectivity piece that a lot of incoming freshmen are going to want. And our, our main responsibility is to create programs that are to the best of their ability, following best practices and industry standard that represent the university to the 10th degree, but also allow these freshmen that are coming in to have the best possible experience and know that the university is, you know, trying their best to create the best possible situation for them during these unknown times. And that's what Adventure West Virginia's responsibility right now is to create an environment so uh, freshmen can connect, they can learn who their fellow peers are, they can learn about resources and programs and opportunities with the university, and really get a chance to have a connection in a virtual environment through these activities and through these environments that really allow them to understand like, okay, here's what it means to be a mountaineer for the short term as we kind of sort and figure this out together. And I think that's the, that sounds kind of cheesy sometimes, but like the, the mountain of spirit, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of being rugged and being able to like be able to persist, which kind of goes back to that challenge idea. Like this is a unique challenge. And I think Adventure West Virginia student life, uh, our, our office of, of wellness too, is like we're, we're, we're pretty well apt to be able to do this because I think we do internally have really good mechanisms to cope and mediate. And we have pretty good well-being within our departments and hopefully that shows really well with the programs we deliver. Great. Well, again, CJ, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking time out. Um, And to all of our faithful listeners, thank you so much. uh, And we will catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesday.